We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. What up, my people? In one of the most stunning NFL trades we've seen in the last 20 years, on a Monday night, the San Francisco 49ers may have just landed their franchise quarterback, someone who could be on this team for the next 10 years. It's the KJ Podcast, still coming to you live from San Francisco. Hope all my listeners are doing well. Hope you're having a happy Halloween. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the 49ers certainly are having a happy Halloween. This is unprecedented. Jimmy Garoppolo sent from New England for a second round pick a day before the trade deadline. A trade for the ages that'll define success or failure for Lynch and Shanahan. We're going to look back on this thing three, four, five years from now. If the 49ers are making the playoffs every year, we're going to say this was the second best trade they ever made behind Steve Young. If they're losing and still not making the playoffs and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't what we thought and they've missed on some quarterbacks in the draft, it will put them on the hot seat. But to make a move like this in the middle of the season, it's nothing but brilliant. It's hard to find a negative review about giving up a second round pick when you already have one in its place. I mean, kudos to John Lynch and Parag Murathe last draft for wheeling and dealing to give themselves the ammo to do this. 
Let's say all the caveats now. We don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. He's only started a couple games. He's been a backup. We know the New England backup situation. We know Matt Castle and Brian Hoyer was just here. Jacoby Brissett. The Patriots have been good at hoodwinking the rest of the NFL that they have something special behind Tom Brady. But there is a league-wide consensus that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 8-10 to quarterback that with talent around him and good coaching, you could win a Super Bowl. This is unbelievable. If you take a Sam Darnold and you take a Josh Rosen, you're rebuilding and teaching them for a couple years. You're assuming Jimmy Garoppolo is going to walk in the building, take control of the team, and I get it where the roster is this year, but you're drafting kind of a known commodity. Now, he's not fully known, but the traits are there. I reported it on Twitter about an hour after the trade happened. I'm told Kyle did not love this quarterback class coming out, and now he's not done a deep dive on the guys, but... The 49ers thought process was if Jimmy Garoppolo were to enter this draft right now with what we know about him, even though he's set to turn 26, would we take him number one overall? And the 49ers came to the consensus that they would like this guy over any of the guys in college. The trade was bold. It was swift. It was kept under wraps. But I'm also told, I said in that tweet, that the 49ers did not conceive this overnight. I guess, I don't know this, they're probably not as in love with Kirk Cousins as me and everyone else thought they were. Uh, Jimmy G, as I've said, and others have said it too, has a higher ceiling. He does. There's more arm talent. There's more ability when the play breaks down. Um, When he came in for Tom Brady for those first few games last season, they were running the Patriots offense. It was not a watered-down version Matt Bowen on ESPN.com has a brilliant breakdown of Jimmy G as a prospect. He's got eyes, anticipation, athleticism, can identify things in the pocket. Kyle saw enough on film where he said, we can win with this guy. I think the timing of it is just absolutely marvelous. You pulled the rug out from under the NFL. I don't know how many teams were calling the Patriots, Or who they were dealing with. But it sounded like this thing happened very quickly. And there wasn't some bidding war. The Browns all of a sudden are scratching their head. (laughs) They're debating on Cleveland Radio today if they should sign Brian Hoyer. You're going to have other teams in the offseason with quarterback issues. The Jets, Jacksonville. All those people are going to have to worry about the Kirk Cousins negotiations. which Those are going to be super messy because he has a proven track record. With Jimmy Garoppolo coming here, the 49ers have first rights. They're going to build a relationship with him. It's going to be like he doesn't want to leave. And I'll get to this too. People say, oh, they're going to franchise tag him to figure out is he good in 2018? Because if he's absolutely bad, then they're not married to him. And guess what? They wasted a second round pick and $24 million to see if Jimmy G was the guy. And he's not. I'm going to argue you should not franchise tag him. I don't think that's a good way to build a locker room, to build... Jimmy Garoppolo's confidence. I get it that you're covering your own ass, but the 49ers have the cap room and the flexibility here to pay Jimmy Garoppolo before he comes a star. Maybe it's a five-year, $100 million deal instead of five years, 160. Who knows what the guaranteed number will be? But I think if you do that now and get it a little bit lower and say, listen, we know that you're going to be the guy. 
We don't want this to be a Kirk Cousins situation where we're going back and forth and everyone else is interested in you and there's rumors. Let's get this deal done now. Because guess what? If he comes in this year and he doesn't play that well, he's learning Kyle Shanahan's offense. A, that took Matt Ryan a year to master, and then he won the MVP the following year. So I think even in 2018, Jimmy Garoppolo could come out and this team could miss the playoffs, and people will be upset, and he'll be playing on a franchise tag that year, and people will be like, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Tom Brady, and that's not going to be the case, and you're going to create a situation that's going to put a lot of pressure on him. So a lot of people have said this is a brilliant trade because they don't have to commit to him long term. I say hold up a second on that. You found your girlfriend here. Give her an engagement ring. You don't want to play this game where you have a bunch of side pieces and you're bringing in C.J. Beathard. I get it that Beathard will play maybe a week or two for Jimmy G to catch up, but that's where I go into this situation where everyone's saying the 49ers are amazing. They did this. They did that. Pay this guy. Don't create some drama in the building because over a couple million bucks at the end of the day, if you're going to franchise tag him, that's very expensive. So this should be their guy. They're... They're trying to solve the quarterback question. This is his football team now. When it's, it should be Kyle, John Lynch, and Jimmy G. Those are the three faces of your franchise. And it's an exciting day in the Bay Area. I've seen 49ers gear just walking outside in the streets of San Francisco. This was the biggest win they've had since the 2013 season. Think about it this way. This is like a college quarterback committing to a university and getting to campus early. Not arriving in the summertime for practice, but getting there in January, getting set up with the classes, learning his teammates. I love the timing of this move because the 49ers looked at other options, looked how messy things could be, and they. I really agree with them. Jimmy Garoppolo has a higher ceiling than I think Rosen and Darnold coming out of the draft and definitely Kirk Cousins. I think... Jimmy G could walk in and be Kirk Cousins right away. I also think the climate of Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and how they've turned programs around did make this a little bit of a desperation move for John Lynch and Kyle Shannon because they went in next year and they picked the wrong rookie quarterback. All of a sudden, you are talking about them getting fired because they're going into year three or year four and no progress has been made. They feel like at worst, this team can be competitive with Jimmy G and that was definitely part of their thought process because it's Dak, it's Goff, obviously Carson Wentz I just sent, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I mean, these are going to be the fixture teams. You can say Drew Brees, he's on the way out. Matt Stafford maybe with the Lions. I mean, these teams can compete. The Bears took a big chance at Mitchell Trubisky because they're just trying to compete. The 49ers took their chance now. They just added the main character to the story. If they're going to be a damn good football team, this is going to be their best player or one of them. I think you will see Kyle Taylor, the offense, to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think right away, too, there'll be some Patriots concepts you'll see with quick passing, especially the state the offensive line is in. Kyle loves doing this. He did it with RG3. He did it with Hoyer this year, too. There was certain things in that Cleveland offense that Brian did well that were incorporated into San Francisco's game plan now. Now, I'm not talking about him uprooting the entire offense, but it could be a more simplified version to get Jimmy G in here and win a couple games and get momentum going into the offseason. I mean, two weeks ago we were talking about just 
what are they going to do at quarterback? The, the team is playing well. They're almost winning games. What are they going to do at quarterback? For them to solve this before Halloween with Garoppolo, who I would have said if that trade went down, the Niners gave up a 2019 first-round pick. Not this year's because it's going to be top five, but next year's because they think they can pick you know 15 in the middle with Jimmy and He's worth that, clearly. He probably is worth a top five pick if he comes in here and performs. And now all of a sudden you're talking about going into the NFL draft and taking a Saquon Barkley at running back, trading down for a quarterback needy team, taking a cornerback. Oh my goodness, the 49ers, if they did this right, just alleviated so much pain and pressure on themselves, on the roster. You're hoping Jimmy Garoppolo comes in next week against the Giants, that he's a smart NFL player. This isn't a rookie walking in here where he needs five weeks to prepare and learn an offense, that he's going to be smart and in his playbook and recognizing that you're no longer backup. This is your football team. So I think he'll play not this week against the Cardinals, but next week against the Giants. I don't think they're going to give him also the bye week too. Let's see what he can do. Biggest thing for the rest of the season for the 49ers, can Jimmy Garoppolo make people better? Can he consistently throw to Trent Taylor where this guy is becoming a consistent target? Same with George Kittle. Is the threat of his arm opening up the running game now, pushing safeties and linebackers back? Everyone's been moaning about the offensive line too. The last two weeks they've been awful against Dallas and Philly, but I think for most of the season they've been average. And there's a thought, to me, that they can return to that average play. Like, everyone's crying on Twitter. How can you put Jimmy G behind that O-line? You got to give him, I think you should sit him out the whole season here. Let's see what Bethard's got. I mean, you, you got that now on KMBR.com, but people are just making idiotic points. But I think Jimmy G comes in and plays well, and the 49ers win three games to close the season so what are they now? 0-8. So they finish a season 3-4 and four under him because he's going to sit out this week too. You're, if you're finishing the season 3-4 and four with him with this roster, with how decimated it is with injuries and just they just don't have the players, you are feeling fantastic going into the offseason. You're going to be the trendy pick for wild card. You're probably going to be on hard knocks next season. The 49ers have just become one of the most fun teams in the league overnight because everyone's intrigued by Jimmy Garoppolo. This isn't a 49ers thing anymore. This is the entire league knows who this guy is. Teams like the Browns wanted to trade for him. And now he gets to come to fruition. My prediction for his career, I can't delve into that, but I think the 49ers will be a playoff team every year starting in 2019 for a while. They're going to be, in, they're going to be between 8-8 eight and eight and 11-5. and five for the vast majority of this regime. This could end up being the biggest day of Kyle and John Lynch's career. The chain reaction to this is actually unbelievable because it's going to force Cleveland to take a quarterback, number one overall or number two. They, they have to at this point. The last quarterback they drafted in the first round was Johnny Manziel. Before that was Brandon Whedon. They're going to have to throw a dart at one of these guys. It could be an entirely new regime there. I mean, they, the 49ers just made the Cleveland Browns regime look really bad. San Francisco had a messy 
quarterback situation where Hoyer didn't work out and Beathard's clearly not talented enough to be a franchise guy. So in two weeks, they went out and said, all right, we'll do whatever it takes. With our extra draft picks, we'll get a quarterback we think is competent. Cleveland has been stockpiling draft picks, but ignoring the quarterback position. You can say Kaiser wasn't ignoring it, but they traded down to get him because they thought it was good value there. The, who cares about good value when it's a quarterback? You need to freaking get him on your roster and figure everything else out next. This could be the nail in the coffin for Hugh Jackson and, and Sashi Brown because the Niners have upticked their season, have been a, pretty much at the same playing level as the Browns the last couple of seasons and have sort of fixed their image. Let's go back to Kirk Cousins again quickly too. The negotiations for him are going to be insane now because you're going to have Jacksonville who's on the cusp of being a playoff team. I'm hearing, you know, Big Ben retires, Pittsburgh's going to be all in on him. Who isn't? If if you don't have a top 12 quarterback, you're going after him. Miami could be a player now. So those negotiations just got really, really intense where San Francisco was seen as the lead runner and they were going to be intense too. And I agree with my buddy J.P. Finley, CSN Washington. Washington may franchise tag him for the third time because they, they A, they don't know what they're doing. B, they don't want to lose him, but they're, I don't think he wants to commit long-term to them. He wants to commit to an organization that truly believes in him and clearly Washington doesn't if they franchise him this many times so I mean shockwaves send around the entire NFL that will impact many different franchises 49ers go out and grab their guy Jimmy Garoppolo I better see jerseys being printed right away from the 49ers they should be hyping this up like he's their guy I don't want the tentative situation as I said earlier in this cast where hey we may franchise tag him hey we don't fully know yet the reason we traded a second round pick is because it gave us flexibility no this is your guy you need to commit to him because he's gonna struggle probably the end of this season and next season anyway so my point is you got to get those struggles a little bit out of the way but I think his ceiling is tremendously high as as high as a Carson Wentz is right now, where he can be in league MVP discussions, he can get your team off to a six and one start if they're playing well. I've certainly been wrong on quarterbacks before, but I will say, Ted Ramey, my old buddy from KNBR, pointed it out to me. I I was high on Deshaun Watson really the whole offseason. Once I figured out Kyle wasn't gonna draft him, I told him to draft McCaffrey and Ruben Foster. They got one of those two, but Trust my quarterback evaluations if you want. None of us truly know for sure. And that's the fascinating part about Jimmy G is that he's going to come in here and we don't know. And it's away from Bill Belichick and it's away from a winning program. So he turns 26 on Thursday. And that's the bottom line to me here is that you have a young quarterback who the rest of the NFL is in agreement can be amazing like I'm stunned I couldn't even sleep that well last night I don't I didn't grow up rooting for this team you know I just talk about this team but it was that swift and quick of a move you just didn't expect the Patriots because what if Tom Brady goes down I mean they're they're risking themselves here and saying 
if Tom Brady gets hurt, we're not going to make the Super Bowl. They're they're not going to. Even if they pick up Hoyer, he's not going to be able to lift that team and win a championship. Jimmy Garoppolo could have. He could have came in there and won some things, and maybe they didn't want that problem. Maybe they didn't want if Tom Brady got nicked up, Jimmy G came in and looked as good as him that Bill Belichick would be forced to get rid of his boy and bring in Jimmy G next season because he's 14 years younger. <laughs> that would have been something if Tom Brady was the one traded instead. So I, I think the Patriots didn't want that situation, that they think Tom is going to play at this high of a level for a couple more years. And if Jimmy G came in, they'd have to commit to him. And maybe he really isn't as good. Listen, that, that really doesn't matter. But I wanted to look at the Patriots side of things. I've never seen a team who hasn't won a football game get so much praise and accolades for everything that they've done with trades. John Lynch and the trades, I mean, let's reflect back on the NFL draft, moving down one spot and getting a third rounder from Chicago when they weren't even going to take Mitchell Trubisky. That's given them flexibility. They got the extra second round pick from the Saints. That'll be their second round pick now. So Niners fans root against New Orleans. Um... I mean, just even getting rid of Bowman in the middle of the season here and then getting Garoppolo, just turning pages now instead of waiting until January. It's it's crazy to see a front office operate at such a high level and then not win any football games. It's kind of confusing, especially when Kyle's revered as a very good coach and they made so many changes. So I really think this move for Jimmy G is they don't want to pick two overall. They don't want to go one and 15. They want to win some games late in the season. And like I said, have Jimmy G be that incoming freshman who's just learning everything now. This isn't really how it's going to be. There's going to be major upgrades. There's going to be skill players added in the draft around your quarterback. I would be stunned if they traded for Martavis Bryant to close the deadline. We'll post the podcast before the deadline ends, so I, I that would be sh- shocking. You do, you, their drafting has been okay, and they're starting a killer Witherspoon now at corner. Everyone thought that he was gonna just watch this whole season and process things. They found out Rashard Robinson. Hey, he might not be what we want in this system. He's been benched. They're figuring out DeForest Buckner is their best defensive lineman. Solomon Thomas hasn't been a bust. Reuben Foster does have injury issues. This is a real thing and a concern and why he fell to 31 and he's played not even 70 snaps his rookie season. That's It's troubling. So they figured out some things. I mean, Garcon can be here as a number two receiver. It's looking like for almost the duration of his contract. I don't think you're going to see a drop off from him in a couple of years. He's solid. Marquise Goodwin was looks like more of a practice player that you can get open on fly routes all the time when there's less contact. Um, he'd be a nice piece to have, but I think you need more receivers. Can Jimmy G come in and make Kendrick Bourne and Victor Bolden something? Let's maybe put some younger guys out there. So the Niners have figured some things out on the field. They figured out their quarterback situ- situation. They figured out their head coach and their GM. I mean, they have solved a lot of issues but will wins translate? We don't know yet, but you can't really hate the synergy of this football team right now. I think they're making good, sound decisions. If they weren't, I'd be the first to say it. As we speak, Garoppolo on a chartered flight out to the 49ers facility. 
He'll land around 1, intro press conference around 3 p.m. with your new franchise quarterback. I mean, this was supposed to happen in March or April. That's the main thing about this I want you to take away. The timing shows the brilliance of this front office and they're operating sneakily and the trade leaked to Adam Schefter seconds before it happened. They're building a football team. They're doing it the right way, as Kyle said. They're going through challenges right now to figure out who's going to be here long term instead of this false success of, of going 6-10. and 10. We, Listen to this. What if Hoyer had won some of those close games? What if C.J. Beathard, after doing what he did in Washington, came out and beat Dallas? 49ers may have not made this trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Listen, I know I said, and John Lynch has said it too, that they discussed this in the offseason, but I do think getting drubbed by Dallas and Philadelphia put the wheels in motion Couple that with the fact that Sam Darnold, to me, is a bigger risk than Jimmy Garoppolo. Same with Josh Rosen. Lamar Jackson would not even be on the draft board for the 49ers, in my opinion. Um, Josh Allen has not had a good season in Wyoming. He has traits, but he, he hasn't won games and lifted that team enough. Too many question marks in the draft. Way too many question marks at QB in the draft this year. You could have said that last year, too, and look at Watson now. I get it. I think with Garoppolo, I'm in agreement with Lynch and Shanahan. Highest ceiling with him. He's he's in the building now. You've secured it. Other point I, I want to make sure you take home, pay him now. These 49ers fans are going to get excited. We can franchise tag him. We can prolong this thing. We can figure out if he's actually the guy. Don't make him play under pressure like that. You should want this whole town to have Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys and to start believing the hype. Believe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They've been spun to us as really smart guys. I've criticized them because they haven't won games. This is another smart move by them. Really freaking smart. Hey, C.J. Beathard can still be a backup in this league. I've seen enough where he's not awful. And you're feeling good that you have a backup there. And so you're walking into the offseason Quarterback is set. You can add an older veteran if you want just for some wisdom in that room to help two younger guys. I don't think that's a bad idea, but that's set. If you take Saquon Barkley at running back, guess what? His ceiling is close to Le'Veon Bell. He could be that good in the league. There's Marshall Falk capabilities there. Add another receiver with Garcon. O-line needs to be upgraded. I think that'll be a free agency thing. That'll be Kyle wants to see some established players there. He He's drafted Joel Batonio. He was a part of that in Cleveland, a very good left guard. Maybe it's a guard in the second round. It, will, it won't be in the first. They won't be addressing O-line in the first. They have too many other needs at skill positions, and Kyle can find O-linemen like he can find running backs too. So you could argue why would he waste a high pick on Barkley because I think Barkley's a generational talent and will be a pro bowler immediately walking into the league. Um, and then defensively, I've said it all along, you're feeling good about Robert Sala as your coordinator. He's done a good job with little to work with in the secondary, with people learning all new positions. I think that's a good hire. They may add a older defensive mind and some different coaches, because remember, the coaching staff was assembled very quickly in February, so that could change. But overall, the nucleus is feeling a lot stronger with Jimmy Garoppolo here. My 
goodness. I mean, I didn't record a podcast last week because I was like, I just don't want to bash this team nonstop. There's just no point to repeat the same things. They've changed the narrative. They've added the main character to this story. Kyle is going to be able to tailor his offense to Jimmy G's strengths. This is a quarterback who my limited film watching can read a defense very quickly, very well. He can, he's early and accurate. He identifies where to go. And that's, it's a small sample size, but we're going to get another small sample size at the end of this season. And (laughs) again, I'm stunned guys. I'm stunned in the most refreshing, happy way possible. I don't even think I'm going to be here long-term in the Bay area, but this is just amazing for this franchise. And I am happy for all the content creators out there like myself for this football team. I mean, this could be everything. This could be the return to glory right here. This is the key to the ignition. You have someone sitting at the control panels now. I'm rambling, but I'm happy for 49ers fans. Giants should go get Mike Stanton now from the Marlins. Giancarlo Stanton. Making a splash move like this, listen, sometimes it it doesn't work. And I said this on Taylor Price podcast last night. The last two feelings I've had like this where there was euphoria from a fan base and feeling good about acquiring a quarterback was Johnny in Cleveland and RG3 in Washington, D.C. Now, granted, that's I'm providing you a small sample size as a journalist of where I've been. Those guys are completely different athletic quarterbacks from the draft. It's really hard to compare it to Jimmy G. My point is everyone declared them saviors right away. That was not going to be the case. Their skill sets did not translate to long-term NFL success. Jimmy G's does. He has traits where you look at him and say, okay, People with those traits have won a Super Bowl around good football teams. And that's the end of the day why they pulled the trigger. And again, it it wasn't a first-round pick. It was not a first-round pick. It was an extra second-round pick. One of the best trades, if this works out and they win a Super Bowl, it will go down as the best trade in recent NFL history, for sure. Just because there was so much enigma and emotion and People were enamored with Jimmy Garoppolo when he came in last season. He's a handsome guy. He's well-spoken. Small college. He's, you know, he's got a good story. People want him to succeed. It's been a joy delivering you 49ers news, nuggets, notes. You guys are still following me on Twitter. That was a crazy day yesterday. I it just turned off Adam Schefter notifications earlier in the day. I was like, eh, you know, I'm... I'm not as plugged in. I can check it whenever. That trade goes down the day I do that. It's just amazing the machine the NFL is. A bunch of other trades with Dwayne Brown, Jay Ajay, and Marcel Darius. NFL front offices trying to get creative. Don't like free agency. How can we acquire players now? 49ers thinking forward, thinking ahead. Pulling the carpet from underneath the Browns, sending the rest of the league into a Kirk Cousins spiral where they're going to be chasing him and his greedy agent this offseason. And the Redskins still don't know what to do. And they're probably going to miss the playoffs. And what is he, really? Honestly, if Kirk Cousins came here 
and the 49ers lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Cowboys, to the Eagles, to the Packers, to the Seahawks every year, you'd be pissed. You'd be pissed that they made that decision. Kudos. This is more of a gamble and a more of a swing for the fences play here. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Day after the trade, even if it doesn't work out a few years from now, you have to commend the 49ers for trying. You really do. Outside of the box approach, and it could solve everything. Thinking about doing another one tomorrow, just reacting to what Kyle and Jimmy and John Lynch say at a press conference. Again, my people, I absolutely love you for following me and valuing my sports opinions and news and sources. It's been a fun ride with you in San Francisco. And uh, we will do this again soon. KJ Podcast. You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830 to 93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees.